Yeah, and at one point, John Lithgow is, is his guest, and um, they just keep, like, pranking each other, like, pretending to die and stuff. Oh, my <laughs> Acting. God. I haven't seen that. Oh, my God. That's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Ready to do this thing, guys? I suppose. And welcome to the Something Random Podcast, where sometimes we talk about movies, sometimes we talk about television, but we always talk about something random. I'm your host, Charles Joseph Kelly. Oh, hey there. I'm your co-host, Michael C. Macbeth. I don't know where that came from. What is this? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't Just even know. Just keep, keep it going, whoever you are over okay, there. Okay, well, this is Joel. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah, this, you, yeah, you know me. Yeah, yeah. Michael kind of <laughs> threw us off there, but we also have somebody else to introduce as well. Uh, you may know him from the Sometimes Geek Podcast, another some podcast, talks about movies, videos. Video game, or no, he doesn't talk about movies. We talk about movies. You talk about video games specifically, and I love your show. Welcome to the table, but you're off in a different state. Derek, welcome to the welcome to the table, man. How are you doing? Good, man. How are you guys doing? We're wonderful. It's good. It's a long table. It is a long How table. How far is Seattle? Like, I don't know, 500 miles or something? That's got to be a record. Why is that a record? Length For the, of the longest table. table. Yeah. Longest table. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Pay attention to I'm the show. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> you just have to talk real loud to get across it. I know. So, can you pass the Derek. salt? <laughs> <laughs> Derek's a more avid listener than Charles, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. So, Derek, uh, tell us, tell our Jeepers. audience a little bit about your show. What what the hell is, what, what are you doing, dude? So, the Sometimes Geek podcast is a weekly short form video game news and review. Uh, episodes get up to roughly 15 to 20 minutes, depending on just what's going on in the industry as far as a major headline standpoint. I try to keep away from the fluff pieces while still kind of adding the opinion of an everyday gamer to it. And then I also have the Sometimes Geek Levels Up series, which there are three episodes out now. Yeah, you had some like are... weird dude on the last episode. Yeah, he was kind of a kind of a weirdo. I know. He just kept talking about Mortal Kombat and <laughs> it was it was me. I gathered oh, that. Oh <laughs> see because we're listening. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but the Sometimes Geek Levels Up series is more of their longer form conversational style podcast where we mm-hmm. dive into uh, more topics and fandom behind gaming itself. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so, uh, so since you are a video game master is what I like to say, uh, we're going to have a video game episode this week, guys. How do you feel about that? You guys like Super. that? Pew, pew, pew. Is that, your, is that your video game noises? That's one of them. That's a, that's a good noise. Uh, so, I mean, my opinion doesn't really matter on it. So, so uh, Derek, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what have you been watching or what have you been playing this week? Uh, as far as watching, I checked out Cloverfield Paradox, which I know you already did a shorter episode on, so I won't really dig into that one too much. Right. I also checked out Bright. Oh, uh-huh. I've yet to watch You Bright. still haven't seen it? Dude, I wake up, I go paint. I come home, I go to sleep. I don't have time to watch it. I haven't watched it this week. Tell us about Bright, because I would like to hear about it. Yeah, so Bright's uh, starring Will Smith, and I don't know who the orc character was, because I'm terrible with actors. Uh, It was one of the guys from Suicide Squad. Like one of the other actors, yeah. The guy who plays Killer Croc, maybe? No, no. That's Mr. Mr. Echo from Lost, who played Killer Croc. Oh, I would never have known. <laughs> Anyways, keep going, Anyways, my dear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's basically a kind of slight modern future version of if fantasy creatures were in our everyday lives. And it very much leans on the Black Lives Matter movement and the racism and the history of racism our country has by basically pitting elves against humans against uh, orcs. And it just kind of goes off the rails from there. Hmm. Fair enough. Sounds like I enjoyed this the first time I saw it. Oh, and it was called Alien Nation. <laughs> this was a television time. series in the early 90s, late 80s. So fantasy I'll still watch instead it. of Aliens. You'll, you'll, you'll like it. I think you'll like it. It's, it's not the best movie, but it's still pretty dang good. I liked it. So it's, I mean, it's, at the very least, it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it's probably using that typical sci-fi platform, which I enjoy. I mean, I love the fact that you can you can watch an extreme example of something like, you know, humans versus fairies and orcs and stuff, um, and and it's a little more palatable, and it's something that can apply to everyday life and acceptance in that realm. Mm-hmm. 
So, so you've also been playing Celeste. I mean, you play that the game. Yes, you made me play it after we did our episode, and uh-huh. I figured I'm sitting on the couch right now, so why not uh, pick something up new? Uh, I haven't really gathered all my thoughts on reviewing it yet, other than I did enjoy it, but okay. I will be actually reviewing that on the next episode. Nice. So I'll I'll kind of tell you guys about this. Celeste is a is a platforming game, kind of like classic Mario, but it's like super super difficult, right? So um, very very difficult game. Um, it can get even more difficult. I can talk about that later on at some point. But the whole premise of this game is this this woman who has like severe anxiety and depression goes to set off to climb a mountain, right? And that's the whole purpose of this game is she's going to climb Mount Celeste is what it is, which is in Canada. Fun fact, it's it's a, based in Canada. But there's like mysterious weird things about this mountain, right? And her depression and anxiety splits off from herself so it becomes an actual human being is her depression and anxiety okay it's about how she fights with her depression and anxiety and it's kind of like a villain but it's also like something that she has to deal with and work with as well it's super super cool probably one of the most interesting stories that i've played in a long time for video games i loved it i've put in 20 hours into this game already it's absolutely fantastic cool it's it's on the switch sounds interesting yeah Mm -hmm. Michael. Oh, yes. Um, Well, so I also watched The Cloverfield Paradox per last week's uh, Six Degrees. And I mean, I was planning on watching it anyways, but Mm -hmm. really good stuff. I enjoyed it. Um, Game wise, I cashed in some rewards points and spent a dollar and eight cents on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for the Switch. I saw you I saw you were on the Switch and I saw you playing Mario yeah. Kart. That's super exciting, dude. Yeah, it's uh it's fun. And I mean I was only recently introduced to the whole factor of playing online against other actual players because mm-hmm. it's one thing to know how to beat the game. Yeah. And it's so much another thing when there's all these strangers and yeah, a friend of mine stayed over for a few days at my house and and we played and I was like you realize we just got our butts kicked by a bunch of pre-teens right (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing that's awesome that sounds that sounds and and Nintendo's actually making uh, online play much more affordable than say PlayStation or Xbox Live Um, yeah actually is it like $10 a year or something like that Derek probably knows this a little bit better like kind of what's going on with the Nintendo um, online service kind of stuff you know kind of what's yeah, going on there? Yeah, they've... I mean, right now, it's free to play anything online with Nintendo products just because they've never really had a service. Uh, but I believe it's rolling out in the next month or two that they're actually going to be rolling out their $10 uh, or maybe it's $20 for six months, which is way more affordable than, you know, $65 for the year. And along with that, you'll also get free, basically time-based uh, classic retro games. So like the old Mario Brothers, stuff like that. Yeah. And they're like apparently going to announce some like other cool aspects of it. And that's why they pushed it out so far. Um, and that's supposed to their announcement. They keep teasing that it's going to be in the next few months, but they're like, it's going to be so good. But that's what a business would say about any service that they're trying to offer. So I'm like, it's Nintendo. That's not going to be that great. While we have Derek here, can I... Uh, this is a brief tangent, but it's still about video games. Have you heard of this uh, L- Labo? Labo? Um, yeah, the Nintendo Labo. Yeah. So we've got these like interactive cardboard kits that you attach to your Nintendo Switch. What <laughs> is up with that? Yeah, they're kind of an arts and craft, like something you'd find at Joann's or you know what have you. <laughs> And the idea is that it's meant more so for the younger audience where, like, think back to when you were a kid, playing with boxes, drawn on them, and kind of like, like Legos, like Michael is a 30-year-old man playing with Legos, like those kind of situations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And along with it, uh, there are games that they can play along with that use all of the various sensors in the uh, detachable Joy-Con controllers for the Nintendo Switch. So things like the IR scanners, the rumble features, all of that factors in to then instead of like 
putting it into a plastic racing wheel. It's an actual wheel that you put these controllers in. Yeah. And it's got some some more substance to it. Some more substance. I don't feel that it's necessarily <laughs> durable for kids, though. There's there's different, like, durability levels of cardboard. Like, a lot of the stuff that we deal with is a lot of, like, really chintzy boxes and stuff like that, and that's where people get, like, their idea of it. But I think it's it's also one of those things that it's cheap for Nintendo to produce. And, and then they can charge 80 bucks for the <laughs> remake of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, why not? If people are going to buy it, they're going to fucking buy it, dude. No, I I guess. I mean, like, I'm really intrigued by the piano one, at least, and possibly the robot suit one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I just was watching a video about how how the the little toy car one works. So you pretty much you put the Joy-Cons like in this little like bug looking thing and the IR scanner at the front of it turns into like this infrared like camera like it can see people you can see people with a little ir scanner that's at the side of the the pad it's so cool like i didn't realize that like the actual product of the ir scanner in the joy con worked that well and when i saw that picture i was like holy crap this is actually cool technology Hmm. yeah who knew yeah joel what have you been watching well you know i'm not going to talk about it too much because it's like spoiler city, but I don't know if many of our listeners even watch it, but I did watch This Is Us, and there was a big thing that happened. There's like a big thing that happens like every yeah, episode. Yeah, but this was like the big thing. We all knew it was coming. Of course, it was Jack's death, but we find out how he died. Because like, we know he's dead, but <clears throat> we find out how he dies, and so that was a big episode. Yeah. I also, I'm watching something that I've never watched before. Big Brother, because they're doing Celebrity Big Brother. Ooh. Did you guys ever watch it? I did I, yeah, I, I've watched Big Brother quite a bit. So the thing with it is, like, I never, I didn't, I, since I've never watched it, I don't know how it works. I don't know any of the rules or anything. And since it's like, I don't know, their ninth or tenth or millionth season, it's probably more like fifteenth, but. I don't know any of the rules. I don't know how it works, and they're not explaining anything. Right. So I'm just watching it and like learning as I go. I don't know what head of household means. I don't know what power of veto means. I don't know any of this stuff. So it's kind of interesting to find out what's going on. It's pretty much just like drama in a bag. They just they, they throw all these different people in a house to see what happens, which is what they did with you know every other reality show. But anyway, um, I love Ross Matthews. I'm a huge fan of him. And um, he's on the show. And Shannon Elizabeth, you remember from uh, American Pie, she's in it. Do you guys know who Arianda Gutierrez is? No. No. You would remember her being crowned Miss America and then Steve Harvey coming on stage and going, I have to apologize. Oh. Oh. I read the card wrong. Was that Miss Universe? Or Miss Universe, whatever the hell it was. And she was decrowned. So she's actually in the Celebrity Big Brother house. How do you... Okay. Normally with those cards, it has one name on it. You know, I don't know. He explained it, too, and it was like... I don't get it. The same freaking thing happened to La La Land. Right, right. I was just going to say, it's the same thing happened to the Oscars. I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, so she's on the show. She's kind of boring. I wanted to say, you guys know who Omarosa is? She was on TV and she worked with Donald Trump Mm -hmm. in the White House. She was on, uh, what's what's his show called? Uh, Celebrity Apprentice. And so Keisha Knight Pulliam from The Cosby Show is on the show as well. And she's talking to Omarosa about, I don't know uh, how you can support this man, blah, 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 and he's a terrible man, you know, referring to Donald Trump. And she goes, listen, this is the side I was on. I was friends with him. Then he gets in this public eye more so than ever and starts acting like a complete jackass. And I don't see it because I'm not watching that side of him. And she goes, and I could make that same reference to you working with Mr. Cosby all these years. And then that flip, and she was like, oh, Hmm. oh. I was kind of like, bam, all right. She pulled that one out of nowhere. Yep, well played. It's fun. I'm going to check it out. Um, Yeah, my other big thing is I've been watching the Olympics. Anybody? Uh, Anybody watching? I've been watching your Snapchats on the Olympics. (laughs) And this is, okay, I want to, I haven't been watching the Olympics, but I haven't been watching Joel's interpretation (laughs) of the Olympics. And it's the funniest shit that I've seen in a long time. Joel, what Joel's doing is he's taking scenes from the Olympics, right? And then dubbing (laughs) over other songs 
and repeating that over and over the same shot multiple times using different songs <laughs> and it's the funniest shit ever so like there, you, you see you the, can, yeah you can see it on my instagram too I put you it can see the jamaican bobsled team like walking out kind of funny and then he'll like jump in and just like play just like some like gangster rap and then some like death metal it's so <laughs> so good so choice i had a lot of fun with joel that what's your snapchat uh, Joel, you can find me on Snapchat and Instagram as Joel Sapphire. And that's, they're on both. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, it's fun. I love the Olympics. I think it's totally cool that the whole world can come together and do this one thing as a world. Mm-hmm. It's like the world asterisk except for Russia. Right. Well, you know, I mean, Russia's competing, but they're not called Russia. Mm-hmm. They're called athletes from Russia, which is weird. But. They can't say they're Russian. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Anyway, I think it's awesome that the world comes together and does this one thing. And the opening ceremony was one of the best ones I've seen in a long time. They had these cool puppets and like these Korean singers saying Imagine by John Lennon and all this cool stuff was they had the drones, you know, with the stars moving around in the sky and all this thing. I did want to say I hate the U.S. gloves. They look like the gloves that Jim Carrey wore in Dumb and Dumber <laughs> with the long frillies. <laughs> with the long frillies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going, okay, can we make ourselves look like gay cowboys any more than this? It's just, I don't know. It was, I wasn't feeling the gloves. Was not feeling the gloves. Which is ironic. Oh, uh, so this is actually, <laughs> it's actually now officially the the U.S. gloves are now a meme featuring Dumb and Dumber shit. Yeah. Anyway, I love the Olympics. I'm I'm excited to watch more of it. It's only been on a couple days. All I've watched is the luge and <laughs> curling. You know. Okay. Here's my thing with curling. <laughs> curling. The first time I saw it, I went, this is the dumbest thing. I don't know why I'm looking at this. And I made a lot of fun of it, as did a lot of my friends. And we made a lot of fun of curling. And the other day, last night, in fact, fact, I turned on the TV and curling was on. And I went, oh, God. And then I watched it for about two minutes. And then I watched it for like half an hour. It's like it it sucks you in. I I saw the best GIF image of curling. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. So pretty much they're just about to start curling, just like at home and stuff like that. And they lay down the the, the the puck is that what it's you called? call it a stone the stone yeah. they lay down the stone right and they start sweeping in front of it and it, they pull away a little bit it's definitely a Roomba that they're just sweeping <laughs> in front of <laughs> that's aye, great aye, I love aye. it um, I, I watched some curling practice today um, as you you guys probably don't know this but um, my, Michael is a professional curler. <laughs> yeah. My other calling, aside from my five jobs, is uh, is curling. curling. Uh, no. So my <laughs> my roommate's dog has this weird obsession with rolling big rocks around. Like her favorite toy, I kid you not, is if she finds a foot radius. <laughs> boulder she will just roll the thing around the yard that's a and strong be dog happy as a clam oh yeah and and what then kind she'll of dog is it? Uh, she's part pitbull and then she'll like stop and and drool on it for a minute and then she'll start moving it again and so she's created this big mud mud patch in the backyard but um the ground's frozen right now and so she went out and did that but the rock was just sliding instead of rolling and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> she's practicing she's curling, curling. <laughs> Oh, curling. Yes. Anyway, um, the other thing I like about curling is it would appear, I could be wrong, but it would appear you don't have to be in shape at all whatsoever to do it, participate in curling, which makes me feel like I could do it. I feel like you have to have a strong back well, just for the yeah, brushing I know, which part. Which would probably kill me, but like I've seen you know, some heavy guys, and I'm like, hey, that's a heavy guy. I could be in the Olympics. <laughs> Um, and luge, I don't know how it works. I'm sure there's a lot of things you don't see and we don't hear about, but it's like you lay down the whole time. I could do that. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you lean a bit, but sure. I could lay down the whole time. Don't you think? I That'd be so much fun. I might try that. <laughs> I might go for some luge. I might go. I might. Oh, Michael, Sarah, when did you get here? Hey, guys. Hey, I'm over here in the corner. <laughs> well, anyway, that's all I watched. Uh, Derek, was there anything else that you, you watched? No, that was or pretty much it. Uh, I have been... Checking out the God remake or reboot of Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's just so kind of is my background noise. It's so good. 
Jonah Ray is awesome. He's he's such a funny individual, and that like the actual writing staff is incredible. They've got everybody in that. They've got this person and that person. Yeah, I looked at it when it first came out, and I was like, <sighs> I like I I wanted to like it so bad, mm-hmm. and I just I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it. It like it, and don't get me wrong, it was funny. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't the same what it was yeah. before. It, it's it's and I knew it wasn't going to be. But yeah, <laughs> uh, there was one other thing that I wanted to mention because I went to see um, Brian Robertson, um, who was on our show. Last week, the week couple before, a couple ago, weeks yeah. ago at this point, uh, his band, Saints and Ever After, had a big show at the Moxie uh, nearby, and they were the headliners for the show, and they killed it. They're so freaking good, man. What's, What's going on at the, the Moxie? Moxie? Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. So they've been doing that for the last 20 minutes, Derek, before you showed up. So I was like, yeah, I went to the Moxie. We'll have the Moxie. And I, I really fucking wanted to... Dorks. There's, there's, there's two stories that I want to tell here. One that's really, really quick. And I bought merchandise for the show. Show merch. Right? I, got, I got some merch. I got a shirt. It, it looks really nice. It's super metal. It's it's nice shirt. Problem is it chafes my nipples like nobody's business? Yeah. Like, bad. I don't think I've ever had a shirt that really, like, made my nipples that, like, Do raw. Do have, like, sandpaper pasties I under think that so. Like, I honestly it? think, like... like it's, I, a, it's a t-shirt? It's a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt. It's like the one thing you're supposed to not do. What, why is it chafing your nipples? I, the... I don't know, man. But it's just, like, one of those things where I'm like, oh, God, my I, I'm, like, in the middle of a mosh pit, and I'm like, oh, God, my nipples... And I don't think you should be thinking about your nipples in the middle it, of a not mosh pit. It might just be cheap cotton because I, I have found, and this is like much more like of a medical conversation <laughs> than talking about movies. But um, I, I have found that if I work out in something like not a tech shirt, you know, just like a Hanes undershirt, that once I get moving and sweating, mm-hmm. that combined with the cheap cotton shirt. Right starts to chafe they also they also bleach the shirt a little bit like in spots so that you know i may have just bleached my nipples a little bit that could yeah wash that shit wear it again and then see what happens so there's one other story and uh i told the guys a little bit about this derek but you'll you i don't know if you'll get a kick out of this you may think this is like the most boring shit on the planet but uh this theater used to be a dinner theater that Michael, Joel, and I used to work at. I didn't work there. I fucking lived there. Yeah. Yes. I was like, I spent more time there than I did anywhere else. And they closed a decade ago, right? So they closed they closed this theater, like dinner theater, a decade ago, and they rebuilt it, at, <laughs> rebuilt it, in quotation marks, as a... They basically unlocked the door. They unlocked <laughs> the door. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Like, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. So They've weird. got the same curtains up. Mm-hmm. It's not a this... decade, by the way. It's seven it's years since close. they closed. It's getting closer to that. I it's... thought it was like five years. No, it's no, Kathy it's, and I... It's been about yeah. s- almost eight years, yeah. What? Yeah, I know it's been a while. It, yeah, they've got the same curtains up. I was looking around the last time I went there, and I was like, you know, I think I painted that door. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's on the stage. Oh yeah, I mean, S- yeah. Michael, do you want to introduce? Sure, speaker? indeed. Sure, indeed. Sure, what? indeed. That's a that's a word. That's, that's words. Yeah. That's multiple words. So we've talked about you know recently what we've watched or played, but I was going to ask what. What games or TV shows did you enjoy while growing up? And this is probably going to date us all. Um, a little bit. A maybe. little bit, that yeah. Because, nice. like, I remember the big things when I was growing up were the Game Boy Color and the Nintendo 64. Okay. So, those were those Oof. are my jams. Derek, do you have You're one you want to... You're killing me, dude. <laughs> I was going to say, I gonna sound older than everybody on this one um as far as as far as games go uh anything i could get my hands on classic uh, nes stuff up through the super nintendo and everything that came out after that so pretty much uh, whatever the video store had that i hadn't played we were picking up like every other weekend what was okay so like what what is like the biggest video game that you would play as a as a child Aside from like Mario and like the staples, uh, probably Contra, mm. which was the old uh, side-scrolling shoot 'em up. I never got past like the second level of Contra. I'm terrible at that game. So that's why you have the uh, Konami code. Yep, that's true. 
So, Joel, how old were you when the Atari came out? <sighs> no comment. However, <laughs> I did. Um, we did not have an Atari, but we had. <laughs> oh, Atari was <laughs> was too advanced. No, wait, wait a minute. There was there was a game. As far as I know, it never went anywhere. But it was like. It was almost like the rival of Atari at the time, and nobody ever heard from it again. It was called Odyssey. Anybody ever heard of this? Mm -mm. Yeah. Eric, you've heard of the Odyssey? It sounds vaguely familiar because I did actually learn about video game history at one point. So we had a we had a console called the Odyssey, and it was you know it was the big keyboard where you put the thing in, where you put the giant cartridge in that was could house a family of four. It was the coolest thing ever we played it all the time and the games were thinking back the games were so elementary but they were so awesome at the same time my dear watson like mm -hmm. there was just one with two cowboys and you just hide behind cactuses and shoot each other and it's that was all you did that was the whole game <laughs> um there were there were some good stuff in that of course you know super mario brothers and duck hunt um when i got a little older there was a game I liked on uh, original Nintendo called Blaster Master. Oh, I love Blaster Master. Yeah. They just came out with one for the Switch called Blaster Master Zero. It's incredible. Um, it's really good. It was like I'll check that out. It was like the the only game I played other than Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers um, on Nintendo. Well, not that's not really true because I did have like Nemo's Dreamland and a couple other things, but. It was definitely played the most. When I got older than that, Street Fighter Two was a huge one for me and my brother. He used to beat my ass all the time at that. And uh, I'd go, give me a chance, Eric. <laughs> he wouldn't. And he would always beat me. But, yeah, Super Nintendo, uh, well, Street Fighter Two was on Super Nintendo. There's a game called Uniracers. Anybody ever heard of this one? No idea. That no. was probably one of the most ridiculous games. I love that game, and I just recently found it actually at a, at a video game store. Okay, Derek, tell me a little bit about this video game, <laughs> Mister. You are a unicycle that is sentient, I suppose, oh, uh, and you're basically racing along these kind of pipe-looking tracks, doing loops and different stunts, like spinning your unicycle in circles, going off jumps, and I that's so want to play this. Essentially, the premise of the game. You're this a is, unicycle. This that's is incredible. basically if Sonic the Hedgehog. We're always in in circular form, pretty much. It's uh, with like a little thing on top, <laughs> with a little with a little hat. Yeah, you have to land on the tire <laughs> with like a hat. But it's it's so fun. It's so addicting. I recently, like I said, I just recently got it. It was before Christmas because I was um, shopping around and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna go to the video game store just to see what they got and maybe ask for Uniracers because I've been looking for it for a while and they happen to have it. So. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to ask Derek. There's a we had a Sega Saturn. Some friend I didn't have it. My, some friends of mine did, and we had a game that we played called Night Warriors, and uh, it was like Street Fighter Two. You know that that style of game, but they were all monsters. There was a Wolfman, a Mummy, a Zombie, um, st and it was. The coolest thing there was a Sasquatch, a vampire. What? This was the coolest game, and I like I played this game so much. I learned all the all the secret moves and all that, and I got like to be the best. And I used to kick everybody's ass on it, and, which was kind of like payback for always losing at Street Fighter Two. But anyway, did you have a question for Derek? You yeah, did you, have you ever heard of it, Night Warriors? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. And what's really funny about the Sega Saturn is I don't think anyone ever owned one firsthand. It was always their friends that had them. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> Because, yeah, my, my best friend growing up lived like two houses down from me. He had the Sega Saturn, but he was always into the racing games. And as far as like some of the classic Saturn games, which I don't even know if that's a proper term, uh, <laughs> stuff like Nights into Dreams and uh, Virtua Fighter, stuff like that. He kind of made went with the uh, the more popular games at the time. We uh, my friend Nikki still has her Saturn. <laughs> By the way, they have a ton of uh, consoles, and that was one that they held on to. They almost got rid of it, but I'm glad they didn't. Good. All right. My, my roommate got rid of his Saturn, and, and that was the car. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, when when you added this question to the to our organization board, I have one anecdote for for this specific question that my family loves to tell every single time I uh, have a new uh, girl. In my life, 
uh, and they say, hey, do you remember when you were eight years old and you were playing F... They didn't say F-Zero. They just said Nintendo. But I was playing F-Zero because I'm baller at F-Zero. Let's be real. Uh, so do you remember when you were playing F-Zero when you were eight years old and you were eight and instead of going to the bathroom, <laughs> you would crap your pants <laughs> so that you can still play video games at eight years old. And I'm sitting there always going, I don't remember this, but now it's a memory in my head because you keep reminding me every time I have somebody new that I'm dating. Yeah. I've known you over a decade and I have not heard that story. What? But we haven't <laughs> dated before. So. That's true. We just went straight to common law married. Yep. Um, I hate to well, tell see, you this, no, now but... I wanna... Now I kind of want to bring it back to one of the older episodes where you just played F-Zero in that uh, shower that you ended up standing next <laughs> oh, to. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the shower the gym poop. shower. <laughs> that was you. Oh, it's all connected. No, it was not. It was not oh. my poop. Um, but, uh, but how would you know if you were so into the game? Touche. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to say that to people that I meet now through you. Hi there, this is Charles. He shits his pants at eight years old playing F-Zero. <laughs> um, uh, every, everybody's got one of those kind of stories that their family tells that you're like, yeah, let's not tell this story. It, I mean, it, it's a it's a good story. It's a great story. But I'm glad that I'm going to be bringing this up now so that the person that I'm saying as of right now doesn't has to hear it here instead of uh, from my family. You so, want me? Oh, that's that's preempting. Yeah. So she she's listening now, and this is her first time hearing the story. Yeah, Great. probably. I'm guessing. I'm hoping at <laughs> well, this point that she's not heard the story before. But. I was going to say I do have F Zero in my basement, and I was going to invite you to come over and play it, but I don't know <laughs> now, man. I might. We'll get some depends, and then we'll play mm-hmm. F Zero. Oh man, <laughs> uh, that and Super Mario Bros. Three. Is the the Ooh, best? Yeah. It's the the best Mario game. Three was probably my favorite one. Yep. I liked two a lot, which is weird. Most people don't like two. I liked two. Two was the. It's the one that was actually not a Mario game originally, like in Japan, and they, uh, they reskinned it as a Mario game in the United States. Gotcha. So one is the is the classic with the mm-hmm. warp whistles mm-hmm. and all Two that. Two is the one where they're like pulling radishes out of the ground and like right. okay, the first the dinosaur th- that spits eggs, right? And the 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 rat that throws bombs. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Okay, now I remember. Ish. Yeah. It's Birdo. That's who you're thinking Birdo. of. Birdo. What about TV shows? What, what did you watch growing up? Derek, what did you watch when you were growing up? Uh, pretty much anything Nickelodeon or TGIF. Uh, the like old cartoons on Nickelodeon, like Rugrats, Doug. Yes. Pretty much just that stuff. Yes. Uh, Are You, Are you Afraid of the Dark was another one. Oh. They're making a Are You Afraid of the Dark movie in the next year or so. Huh. Apparently. Or like a reboot of the series. I, I can't remember exactly. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, yeah. If you go back and watch it now, it is absolutely terrible. It, oh, it's the like, worst. I've looked at some of the history of it, and it was originally like an old Canadian television show that they just kind of re-skinned. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever watch the uh, the Goosebumps television show? No. I was an Are You Afraid of the Dark guy. I was never into horror, even as a kid, so <clears throat> I didn't watch either. What was, what's funny is I was in high school when that show was on, so it was like, God, this sucks. I can't turn it off, though. I have to know what happens. Right. <laughs> But I still watched it every day. So, Michael, this is an interesting question, and I don't think I've ever, like, heard this story from you before. What did you watch when you were a child? You know, that's a a tricky question, because my grandparents were the ones with cable. (laughs) And so when it wasn't sick, sick days, you know, where you didn't have to do schoolwork, because I was homeschooled, just so y'all are reminded of that. Mm -hmm. So the only times I would watch TV at home is when I was actually sick at home. And so that was like PBS shows like Big Comfy Couch and things of that nature. But when I was at my grandparents, definitely my two main favorites were Dexter's Laboratory and Batman the Animated Series. Oh, that one. Batman the Animated Series is so good. Those are killer shows. It's, It's so freaking good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and so I loved Mark Hamill long before I knew who Mark Hamill was and all that. Before you even knew with him. Well, before when, I had even seen Star Wars. When I'm did sure. you see Star Wars? I was probably 11. Okay. That's a, that's a little bit more reasonable. Yeah. 
I was like, if it was going to be like 20 years old and you hadn't seen Star Wars yet, I was going to murder somebody. I was pretty. I was on. I was pretty old before I had seen them because I saw them in the theater when the new ones came out. Yeah. That, that's the first time you saw them? Yeah. I had never seen them before that. I mean, that's the first time I saw them, but I was also like young. When did they come out? I was like 10. It's almost 20 years ago now. Yeah. The, the prequels? Yeah, it's been about 20 yeah. years since uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah, I got my braces on <clears throat> while watching the Phantom Menace on VHS. So you just had an orthodontist. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you just had the orthodontist in the theater with you. <laughs> no, that's what I was had, picturing. They had these like janky glasses that would, um, would now be so so small of a VR headset that you just slip your phone into but no it was it was like this gigantic set of goggles that they put on you that was hooked into a VCR and you could bring your own movie to watch while they put the braces on so that you'd be distracted that's cool it was cool so the dentist huh. that I went to hung a giant television from the ceiling and so not only was I like freaking out about the dentist like touching my teeth but also worried that this giant television would fall on my fucking head. I'd be more terrified about the TV hitting yeah. your face. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's why I watch stuff on my phone because there are plenty of times when I drop my phone and I'm looking up and it hits me in the face. Um, I had a handful of TV shows. I watched Growing Pains and Perfect Strangers and Family Ties. Those were all huge shows. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite reruns were, you know, Three's Company and Bewitched. Brady Bunch. As far as cartoons, I loved Inspector Gadget. Yes. Uh, the Dennis the Menace cartoon. I don't know if anybody else remembers that. I've watched it. Vaguely. It's not my favorite. Yeah. I had a videotape of this. Of It was the Marlo Thomas special, Free to Be You and Me, um, which I'm sure many of you have not heard of. But, oh, my God. This was, like, my favorite thing to watch. It was, um, there were puppets and cartoon segments and songs and Marlo Thomas is hot. And anyway, I probably watched that 4,000 times growing up and I still watch it today. Michael Jackson's in it. He's like, he's like 15 years old and he's right between Jackson 5 and like off the wall stage. So he's like super awkward, but it's great. And then there was a show you may have forgotten about. It was called Tom and Jerry Kids. Yep. I remember Tom and Jerry Kids. Yeah. That was a cool show because I was always a huge Tom and Jerry fan. I loved watching Tom and Jerry, too. Oh, Tom yeah. and Jerry Kids Good came stuff. out first and then, like, uh, a few years. I mean, like, that was the basis off of Tiny Toon Adventures. Tiny Toon Adventures and Muppet Babies. That Muppet kind of Babies. I forgot about oh Muppet Babies. Yeah, I watched yeah. that, too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was – I love that when Muppet Babies would always have a real person, like Whoopi Goldberg would show up and they'd call her on the phone or something. It would be, like, live action. That's fun. Anyway, those were my, uh, those were my goodies. Um, I've got the stupid Muppet Babies theme song stuck in my head right now. And now I do because you said that. (laughs) It's the Greendale Babies song, but just saying Muppet Babies. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know that was a direct parody. Mm, yeah, it's like for, uh, verbatim, like the same thing. Nice. Joel, you have a sponsor for Yes, I do. I, was, I wanted to tell you guys this week's show is brought to you by Paint. <laughs> because all I've been doing is painting. Is there a specific brand of paint? No. Just all of it. Just paint. <laughs> I mean, he, you it's can't on my see him, but right. he is wearing all the paint. Derek, you need to see Joel right now. He is just a giant paint monster right now. He walked in the door just like... like Covered head to toe in paint. It's all dry, but I gotta go paint barely. I gotta paint after this, so I wore my paint clothes. I've actually worn them the past few weeks, I think. But like I said, I wake up and I'm painting at night too. So I wake up about mm, six, five or six in the evening. I go in and paint all night. I go home about six in the morning and then sleep and uh, yeah, do it again. That's a cool story. Thank you. You should tell it at parties. That can't I'm sure be right. you probably yeah. actually tell this at parties. That can't be right, though. I don't sleep for 12 hours. Well, anyway, I've been painting a lot, so thank you. Paint. Thank, show, thank you, actually. Thank you, Paint. And thank you, Joel, for painting Michael's sets. Yeah, you can uh, go check out. I've been making time lapses and putting them on my Instagram. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I've done like four or five in a row. So, And, cool. and those, those two facing bits that are already out, you did? The two facing bits that are already like the uh, oh yeah, yeah the towers yeah, okay yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. yeah yeah to move on yeah. yes Derek you have a six degrees for us I do Ooh, uh, it's not the hardest but there is a theme to it and an extra challenge if you guys want the bonus points uh-huh. hell's yeah uh, I want you to go from Bob Hoskins okay 
to Jake Gyllenhaal. And you can do this using only video game themes. So either a movie that was made into a video game or a video game that was into, made into a movie. Ooh, that sounds wonderfully fun. All right. Well, we got Bob Hoskins and Jake Gyllenhaal. Is it Gyllenhaal I got, I got it. I, it's I Jalen got it. Hugel. I got it already. But while we do that, we're going to take a brief word from our sponsors. Sponsor me talking on the thing. But it, the rules mm-hmm. are uh, you have to know the name of the actor, know the name of the movie. You have to do other shit. What, what else do we do? Connect them within six degrees. Yeah, that's it. So uh, please <laughs> enjoy a word from our sponsor. So, so uh, five minutes on the clock. So Bob Hoskins. Do you have video games though? Yeah. Bob Hoskins was in. Hey friends, this is your humble host Charles. Just checking in to see how things are going. It's getting a little warmer out and I was thinking about going for a run. Do you want to join me? So first off, thank you so much for checking out the show. If you're enjoying it, it would be a huge benefit to us if you could like us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm going to be creating a Reddit and a new Facebook group. But you can find all those at Something Random Media or S-N-T-N-G-R-N-D-M. We uh, post a lot of cool things, interesting cinematography from stuff. Yeah, I've lost a lot of energy. But anyways, uh, so uh, we'll be releasing more stuff in the weeks to come, especially new podcasts. That's the best place to hear about those new shows. I will probably be airing those shows on this podcast first so you guys can hear kind of what we're working on. But that'll be in the next few weeks. So, But thank you to KRFC for having us on their podcasting network. If you haven't heard, KRFC is a nonprofit radio station based out of northern Colorado who are getting into the podcasting game. They have some incredible shows already on the network and many more releasing in the weeks to come. Go to KRFC.fm for more. KRFC.fm. Go to KRFC.fm for more information about them. One last thing before we get back to our show, we want to get back to answering questions from you, our audience. Do you have something on your mind when it comes to movies or television? Please let us know. Leave your questions for us on our social medias, or you can email us at podcast at somethingrandommedia.com. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show, and I love you. Okay. How did we do this again? Because we're out of time. Okay, so we had Christopher Lloyd in Who Framed Roger Rabbit um, do either Page Master or Back to the Future. Or Taxi or with Carol Kane. With Carol Kane. <laughs> Going to, to Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal and to Pol- City Slickers. And, yeah. Yep. I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. <laughs> wow, that was my Carol Kane impression. to Blaze. <clears throat> okay. That's a that's a good one. Thank so, you. That's my Carol King. It's kind of, it's kind of like your your one character that you keep doing on your Instagram or your Snapchat. The the what's his name? Wink. Yeah, wink. Hi guys, it's my wink. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's that's wink. Awesome. Hi guys, it's my wink. Uh, anyways, uh, so Derek, you get to decide. Did we fail that or not? Are we gonna only because I got there quicker? And I also I don't think Carol Kane is no Carol Kane wasn't a video game. She was in Adam's Family, the video game. Boom. Is that does that make everybody in a video game? Uh, Christopher Lloyd, Carol Kane, Billy Crystal. You said there was a slutty city slickers video game. Uh, I'm gonna double check that really quick. (laughs) What else would Billy? Is there a Princess Bride video game? There was not. Other than that, I don't know. There, there was a City Slickers a video game. All right. So wait, hold on. Really? What would you do, Cat? Last of no, Cat? I lied. There's not. A, <sighs> there's. It's. I thought. It's no. There, there, there is one. They've got to have a City Slickers video game. Is, is there a When Harry Met Sally video game? <laughs> what, what could Billy Crystal be in? Okay. <laughs> it's. It sounds like um, Ready Player One, where you just have to like act out the <clears throat> the movie as as the game. I swear there's a City Slickers video game. I <laughs> I think you're full of baloney. Balognas. Balognas. Anyway. Um, can we hear what you've got, what you had for us, Derek? Yeah. So I started with Bob Hoskins, who was in the Super Mario Brothers movie with John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. I went John Leguizamo to Patrick Swayze with Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Who was uh, Patrick Swayze? What what video game movie was he in? Or was too long? So I'll get to that because that's kind of where the twist is. Okay. But then Patrick Swayze was in Donnie Darko with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. I didn't now, realize 
Patrick this Swayze. This is where the, the kind of threw me off is Patrick Swayze was in Dirty Dancing, which actually did have a really crappy PC game. Uh, downloading this right now. Oh that totally gosh. counts. Yeah, absolutely. No. Um, that's awesome. That's amazing. I had no oh, idea there was a Dirty Dancing video no game. No way. I'm not surprised because they made video games out of everything. But right. Uh, oh, look! You get to yeah, go it's to a, bad. You get to go to a store, right, and buy things, right, for for your thing, <laughs> oh and then God. there's like a little like terrible. Yep. <laughs> there it is. I'll, I'll check it That's out. That's Patrick Swayze, right might there. Have to, uh, might have to download that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, anyways. Sounds like we lost. Do you have a <laughs> a movie for us to watch or a game for us to play? I do have a movie. I wanted to pick something uh, video game specific, but uh, keeping to the rules that Netflix was the option, I could not find any video game movies that are currently on Netflix. Oh, man. So instead, uh, knowing how popular the game Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is, okay, and the movie Battle Royale that it rips off... <laughs> I'm not going to let you guys watch Battle Royale, oh, which no. is actually a pretty good this movie. This is a good movie. But instead, watch the sequel, Battle Royale 2. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Can I watch Battle Royale 2 without having seen Battle Royale? Yeah, ba- the, the spoilers of Battle Royale 1, be they kill everybody. Like, they all kill each other. Oh, everybody dies. It's, it's pretty much a school that says, hey, all you children, now you all have to kill each other. It's, it's pretty much what The Hunger Games is based off of. But in a school format. Battle Royale 2. Battle Royale 2, Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) Battle Royale 2, The Streets. All right. All right. Well, um, I wanted to ask you guys. Oh, yeah. Moving right along. Um, We discussed this a little bit with road trips, but do you have any movies or video games that have really good soundtracks that are your favorites? I'm going to just jump right in here and say both. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yep. Okay. We've discussed this already, but both the both the video game and the movie had amazing soundtracks. Yeah the the game was the game soundtrack was done by Anamanaguchi the band, and it's absolutely incredible. The movie was done by Nigel Goodrich, who was ugh, such a such a talented musician. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Derek, what do you get? Kind of went back and forth on this. I didn't want to cheat and go with something that had a whole bunch of licensed music, like the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games. Oh, but those are perfect. Band, so that's one of the ones that I was like going to mention is like all those games were like the best part about those games were their music for the most part. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like all of my teenage years, just listening to different punk bands and stuff like that, it totally hit home. But aside from that... Shovel Knight, Crypt of the Necrodancer both have an 8-bit style chiptune soundtrack to them, which I'm absolutely in love with. And then the other one I would have to say as far as a video game goes is Doom. Oh, Doom's soundtrack is so good. I was listening to that on the car ride uh, home yesterday. It's this like heavy, like heavy metal, like Doom or Dune? Doom. 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 So but you're talking about the the new Doom, not the not the original games, right? No, no, the new one, because there's a moment in the first probably 15 minutes of the game where that guitar just totally kicks in and you're running around with a shotgun blowing up demons and whatnot. And it just makes you feel like such a badass while you're playing it that it was one of those like if it weren't for this music, this would not be nearly as good as it is. Yeah. And one of the coolest things that they did with the music is the the gunshots are always timed to the music. So when you're shooting like a machine gun, so the, the guitar is going like and you're like it's it feels so good. And it's 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 awesome. I love it. It it sounds like the concept behind like every action movie trailer. You know what I'm saying? Where like mm-hmm. the drums and the and the guitar hits are in sync with the explosions, gunshots. Where like everything should be a musical. Baby Driver, didn't they? Oh my gosh! Have you seen Baby Driver, Derek? I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my list just because of that. Oh, it's so good. It is. I mean, the soundtracking is amazing for that as well it's it, it is a movie with kevin spacey so you kind of have to go ew but besides from that I, I think it's great it's such a good movie i like kevin spacey he's a good actor 
might be a crappy person, but he's <laughs> might still be. a talented actor. Sorry, That's, he's definitely a shitty person. Uh, definitely a horrible human being who has tries to have sex with little young little boys. Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> Thanks for downplaying Sorry, a really shitty situation. I didn't situation. mean to. Mm-hmm. Uh. So uh, mine <laughs> is, I'm going to say Celeste still. I'm so obsessed with the soundtrack. I have it on repeat at my house pretty much consistently. It's like that 8-bit style music, right? But they also like line it with like actual piano they have like an actual drum they have a bass line that kind of plays along with it and a theremin like all together so it makes it sound very like wispy and mysterious and kind of ethereal kind of i think that's a, a good way to put michael wants to tell a joke what's that joke michael you tell know, me the joke you know what's wispy and mysterious oh god your so, facial hair oh uh, yeah my face <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna say my dick and because that's your like normal joke no but it's not my normal joke I it's my facial hair <laughs> I got. I went gray. I went with the gray. But that's hair. that's on top of your head. Oh my! I'm actual talking facial about hair? your facial hair. My, or... The lack of yeah. the three. I got the Michael Sarah stash going on right now. It's like the eight hairs growing on my face. Just like well, you know, ever since you became overtly sexual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joel, what do you? Got? All right. For video games, I don't have many. Um, the only one, the only video game I remember playing that had like actual music in it, as in like bands and stuff was Grand Theft Auto 3 which I was I mean I played that when I was in my 20s I think we that was when uh, remember Kazaa or Kaza however you want to pronounce it that yes I remember the the thing I, that would give my computer computer herpes every yeah. two months I would go on Kazaa and look for the songs that were on that on that video game and I found a couple of them but that's the only one I remember that I actually I think like listened to not playing a game mm-hmm it's because of Kazaa that people think that Blink-182 has done a Phantom of the Opera cover. It's not Blink-182. I don't remember the band. Yeah, the band names were but because somebody, somebody yeah. mislabeled them and then shared them. Mm-hmm. And everybody the thought that it was those specific bands. Yeah. Yes. That's an unfortunate side effect of the internet. Movie-wise, I have a ton. So I'm just going to kind of go through these. and you Rapid can, Fire. Rapid Fire, you can offer your whatever. Now... Okay. The first soundtrack I ever remember listening to was it was actually I have it I had it on a vinyl record and I still have it was the ET soundtrack. Just loved the orchestral that was like just I love that music. And ET flying across the moon was on the record, like the actual record. What? And so, it's now on your arm. I know, right? Yeah. So that's pretty wow. cool. ET is one of my wow. favorites. He's got Okay, so that's, that's he's got an ET tattoo. It's the same thing. <laughs> Score-wise, um, A Clockwork Orange was great. They took all that, uh, all this Beethoven music and kind of modernized it for the time. One of my favorites to listen to. As far as score, I don't have a ton of others. Oh, I have Beetlejuice. That's a good one. I listened to that a lot when I was a teenager, the Beetlejuice soundtrack. They have a couple Harry Belafonte songs on there, and then... The rest is all Danny Elfman. That was when I really got into Danny Elfman. The other Danny Elfman one I like is Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Did you really get into a lot of the Oingo Boingo stuff? Not really. I mean, I wasn't super into Oingo Boingo, but uh, Mark Mothersbaugh does all the music for Rugrats, and you've heard his music other places, and it just has such a distinct sound. Like, you can recognize it anytime you hear it. But those guys were wacky. <laughs> Danny Elfman. I'm going to play you some, some Oingo Boingo Derek, have you heard of Oingo Boingo before? Of course. Okay, good. Okay, good. I'm going to play some Oingo Boingo for Michael after as soon as we're done here. <laughs> as far as uh, soundtracks with pop music on it, Forrest Gump was one of my very favorites. It's a double CD. I remember buying it, and I brought it home, and my mom goes, does he sing? <laughs> I go, no, Mom. <laughs> it's the music from the movie. I do love that soundtrack. Yeah, it's great. That was one of I my mean, other I mean, there's choices. not a bad track on that list. No. Um, Clueless is another one. Tons of, again, every song on the on the album is awesome. Speaking of Dirty Dancing, that was another one I listened to. I listened to that one when I was actually quite a bit younger. And then, yeah, I just there was some, and there were oldies on it too because you know mm-hmm. it was took place Neil. Um, Stand by Me, I grew up listening to that when I was young. That was, I loved oldies when I was a kid, and I played that probably ten billion times dirty dancing footloose was another one and then you go wedding singer it's got all the 80s songs in it 
I was I was wondering if that was going to make your list. Yeah, I love that soundtrack. Again, not a not a bad song on the whole thing. And I didn't get it until I was a teenager. But the Breakfast Club is a great soundtrack. Hmm. Yeah. What do you got? Oldies. I already said Scott Pilgrim. That, that's yeah. that was your only movie. You don't have any other movies? I mean, we need. I've got on. plenty of things. Yeah, <laughs> it's. It, it would be its own hour-long podcast if I listed all my favorite soundtracks because that's the only music I listen to. Is oh, welcome to welcome to the Mini Michael show called "These Are a Few of My Favorite Things." <laughs> <laughs> and that's first on the list, the sound of music. <laughs> oh, and you could just do that joke every single time, and then just like like go <laughs> every time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, so we're back to another how it definitely shouldn't have ended i would love your feedback as well derek if you are open to it i don't know if you've yep. seen all of these um, you know how you make fun of me when i say filmed we need to film our podcast i get to make fun of you now motherfucker what's up what's Why? up pew, 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 pew. because i didn't come up with the word right away yeah as opposed to just saying the wrong word yep. blatantly and not apologizing I for it i don't <laughs> say the word blatantly <laughs> Anyway, it's an accidental thing that you uh, needed, needed an outsider to correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so what I would like an alternate ending for first, actually, Joel, you already brought it up. Mr. Forrest, Forrest Gump. <laughs> what would be a terrible alternate ending to Forrest Gump? Besides the fact that he's, you know, raising an AIDS baby. Well, I had said that um, Mama didn't get cancer. Jenny didn't get HIV. They survive, and everyone moves into the house, and they run a Bubba Gump bed and breakfast <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with Little Forest. Oh man, that's marvelous! So they just yeah, just get the shrimp shipped in. By through, the way, through bubblegum shrimp. Company. Yeah, speaking of AIDS, baby, I always thought it was weird that why did Forrest not get AIDS? That's an or excellent HIV. question. Because I mean, if she had HIV, she would have had to have get, gotten it after they made Little Forrest, which I guess could have happened because no, no, she. I guess they she, did. They were she, split up for a while. Never mind. Well, but she yeah. did get clean though. That's the other thing, and and you would have to assume. I mean. She was using a lot of dirty needles, and they showed that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's an excellent question. Maybe maybe something with the uh... Forrest Gump two. Now I have AIDS. <laughs> it's called Philadelphia. <laughs> oh no! Oh. I'm I got fired because I have AIDS. <laughs> oh wow! So Charles, what's your alternate? <laughs> All right. So. Forrest Gump decides to go on a run across the country midway through the movie. Yeah. This season, he's running. Remember? I can't do it very well, Joel. I just felt like running. Yep, there we go. So he starts running across the country, and people start joining him and flocking to him. Ten years later, they find a mass grave with, like, 50 dead bodies that died in the middle of a <gasps> desert because they didn't have food or water. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, That's mine. And they all died for nothing. All right. So all right. I actually took it a little bit darker than that. Oh, okay. boy. <laughs> right. I can't wait to hear this. All right. So at the end of it, when they're all kind of wrapping up his stories and you see the big group of people around him, he just gets up and walks away. And then you find out that the chocolates that he's been sharing with everyone were laced with cyanide. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just a serial killer. Yeah. It just turns into a, like a crime drama with the detectives having trouble to find you know, him like the, 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 how quirky of a person he is. Did you murder these individuals, Mr. Gump? Murder is as murder does. <laughs> so it's like the twist in Usual Suspects where we realize that, you know, Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Soze, right? And we see, like, the glass drop, like, 30 times and break on the ground. We just see the chocolate box just drop on the ground, like, 15 times. I love that. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Sorry. <clears throat> wow. Laughing too hard. Are you, are you dying? One. You guys have people dying. I have people not dying. Well, you know, it's it's just different directions. It's gotta be this way. It could still be a bit of a bummer, you know? Yeah. Well, Lieutenant Dan could die. We don't need him. Yeah. Like, he gets his legs blown off, and then he dies. How about that? Yeah. Big staph infection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so next next movie, I actually came up with, a, with an alternate ending to this before I realized that 
it was going to be in our segment um beauty and the beast so uh, we've been we've been doing video of a lot of children's productions of, of Beauty and the Beast, and and uh, usually when when I'm organizing the files, I I put it down as uh, B ampersand B, and so I, ampersand book ampersand book. <laughs> so I got to thinking, and I'm like, oh, here's here's the alternate ending, right, to Beauty and the Beast. She doesn't break the spell. She doesn't say I love you in time, and he stays a beast. All of the appliances, you know, candlesticks, dishes, whatnot. Teapots permanently become those things and no longer have personalities. So <laughs> now <laughs> Belle decides to live with the beast just like as a roommate. <laughs> <laughs> because she's not in love with him, clearly. Um, but he needs someone to take care of him because his entire wait staff now is just dishes. dishes. <laughs> and so And now he is how, how do they pay the bills for this gigantic castle? And they buffalo. open a bed and breakfast. <laughs> Bed, bed and breakfast and Buffalo Man. Bed and breakfast, Buffalo Man and Bell. Beauty and the breakfast. <laughs> it's a bampersand, bampersand, bampersand. Bampersand. Bring the air blams. <laughs> oh, so that's my pitch. What do you guys got? Oh. I, I, all I have is that LeFou is, in fact, gay. And the, the entire story just redirects to focus on him. He comes out... That he's in love with Gaston, but Gaston's dead, so he doesn't have to worry about getting his ass kicked anymore. So the beast transforms because LeFou tells him that he loves him. Oh, what that could work. Oh. And the beast could be, yeah. the beast could be a, a homosexual. Absolutely. He's got kind of that bear vibe, you know. What do you got? Anything? No comment. <laughs> um... <laughs> I I don't I don't have shit for this one, Derek. Go yeah, ahead. so kind of going along the LeFou route. <laughs> After everyone becomes human and the spell's broken, uh, it kind of does another movie mashup where you realize it's kind of an eyes wide shut situation. <laughs> uh huh. And. And it also mashes up with Fifty Shades of Grey oh, with uh, no. East Shirin Bell, his pleasure room. No. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, question? Because it's no, a giant wait. castle okay. and you know there's a dungeon. Yep, there's a dungeon. Are the sex toys people? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> do we have Do we have Mr. Buttplug? <laughs> Who is just some guy? But no, here's the other thing: is oh, like a man. lot of a lot of the people who got transformed into stuff were like based off of their jobs in the place. <laughs> right. If there was, if there was a Mr. Buttplug in this castle, what was his Guess job? Guess what his job was. <laughs> what was his name originally? It's Mr. Buttplug. It's Boot. It's Bootplug. It's French. It's French. <laughs> He could have been a colon doctor. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they had those back then, but he could have been. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. <sighs> oh, fuck. Thank you, Dave. That, that was very welcome. Wow. That was like the best I've laughed in like a month. <laughs> That was so good. Thank you, sir. So lastly, uh, <laughs> I like to occasionally throw TV shows in here. This one, however, hasn't actually ended yet. So I want you guys' pitch on how The Simpsons will end. It's a prediction. It's a prediction. Prediction. Okay. We're going to predict how The Simpsons is going to end. I predict that in two years, people aren't going to give a fuck about The Simpsons anymore, and they're just going to cancel it outright with no, like, actual ending. Maybe they'll do another movie, but that's it. I don't think they'll do a movie. movie, You don't think they're going to do another movie? No, because the movie didn't do well. It was just a prolonged episode. Yeah, and they even made fun of it themselves in the movie. I don't think think they'll do another movie, unless they do a live action, which I don't think also wouldn't be very successful, but... A live action Simpsons? Yeah. Like the 3D episode that they did that one time? No, I mean like li- the wall. I, I mean like live action with actual people. That'd be fucking weird. I don't think it's that far fetched. I mean SpongeBob did a whole like CGI phase. Yeah, but there's a difference between like live action and CGI. 
That seems sometimes. That's true. <laughs> my, Unless you want to uh, call something live action and not yeah, have like, anything be live. I, I love that Ninja they, I love that they're calling the the new Lion King the live action Lion King because there is no live action. It's all CGI. Right. Yeah. But I guess what else are you going to call it? Um, CGI. Right. <laughs> call it a, a Lion well, yeah, King. Yeah, but you can't say the CGI Lion King. It yeah, just you have to say live action. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's my thing. So Flanders has lost Mod. He also lost Mrs. Krabappel. Because Marshall Wallace died in real life. So he's lost two spouses. Actually, did he ever marry Mrs. Krabappel or did they just date? I don't know if they actually got married. Anyway, he's lost two significant others. I think what we're going to find out is that Smithers finally comes out and that he and Flanders finally get together. And Flanders discovers that he's homosexual. Yes. So, of course, he uh, is very confused because of, you know, the church and everything. And um, You think that's actually going to happen? Do you actually, like, is that just like a joke or do you think it's like they're that's actually going to That's what I would like to see happen. You would, that's what you'd like to see. But do you think that they would actually explore that plot line? I, I yeah, but they would, do it, uh, they would do it tasteful Simpsons humor, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Tasteful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more tasteful than this fucking show. This is true. <laughs> I mean, we just talked about human butt plugs. <laughs> Anyone else got an ending? I'm back on. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, sorry. I actually do. Granted, I haven't watched The Simpsons in probably the last six or seven years. Yeah. But I think knowing just how they approach the different popular tropes in different movies and TV shows and whatnot... The way I see it ending is that, you know, they'll have their whole misadventure. It'll just be like a normal episode. Then at the end, when Homer and Marge go to bed, it actually cuts to the it was all a dream style with Tracy Ullman. With Tracy Ullman. That would be great. Yeah, I love that. Just to tie it back to its roots and, and its origin. And she comes out and says, go home. Just go home. She did that at the end of every. Ah, thank uh, you. Yeah, good to know. <laughs> That's yeah, so awesome. The Simpsons started like as a like short it. on the Tracy Ullman show. Oh, that makes sense. I love that. Yeah. That's great. That could happen. Yeah, probably. Yeah, neither of those are very far-fetched. Nope. So oh, That's well. the lull in the conversation, gentlemen. You know what that means? I think it's time for us to say ta-ta. Ta-ta. So, Derek, thank you so much for swinging on by, dude. Derek. Yeah, yeah man, Derek. Derek. Been a big fan of the show for a while. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you very much. Seriously, That's... like if you guys if you guys want video game news, his is the best show out there. It's fantastic. It's so concise and to the point, and it's just very informative, and I love it. So, and he tell us it. again the name of your podcast. Yep, it's the Sometimes Geek podcast. Uh, you can find it at sometimesgeek.com, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. It's everywhere. There you go. Everywhere. <laughs> I'm still I'm still on scary, I'm dude. still on the, the dungeon. Guys. Oh my god, that means it's time to go. Yeah, yes it is. All right. Let's get out of here. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Charles Joseph Kelly. And I'm still Michael C. Macbeth. Joel on the mic. Keeping it real. Yeah. Oh yeah. My I gotta name, go paint. My go. name is Joel and I'm here to say you listen my name to is Joel in a major way. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to something random here today. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and have yourselves a wonderful week. Oh my gosh. Quit while we're behind. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Like I said, it's been, I've been listening. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the. Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.